The year is 2003. Cargo pants, crop tops, and hoop earrings were all the rage. Nickelback's How You Remind Me is nominated for Record of the Year at the Grammys. Apple launches the iTunes Music Store with 200,000 songs at 99 cents apiece. Britney Spears made headlines for kissing Madonna at the VMAs. And Agent Cody Banks was released in theaters. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And, and this is, is History Duffs. Oh my gosh, Paige. I am so excited for Agent Cody Banks. I'm so glad. I'm so excited too. This movie is so important to me. Oh my gosh, it is? Yes, but you go first. What's your relationship like with this movie? I remember going to see it in theaters with my family and that's about it. I remember being very excited because mm-hmm. obviously a big Hillary fan. Duh. <laughs> Love Liz McGuire and... This is a great brothers movie. I, I was going to say, I was shocked to be able, like, my brothers were excited too. Yeah. Like, you guys are excited for this Hillary Duff movie? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, we're excited okay. for this spy movie. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but tell me about your relationship with it. Well, I was obsessed with spies. I was obsessed with spy movies. My brother and I were, like, huge into spy kids. And then, of course, this movie came out. But, like, I love spies so much that, like, when my stepmom got pregnant, which is, like, I think during this, when this movie came out. Because my sister was born in 2004. Oh, yeah. In February. So I think my stepmom got pregnant either right after this movie was released or when it had just come out. I'm really not sure, but... Well, pregnancies are about nine months, so Mm. working backwards. There's no way to know. There's just no way to know. I couldn't just tell you my sister's birthday and then tell you the release date of this movie. (laughs) There would be no way. Um, But I wrote a list of all the things I wanted to teach my baby sister, and I was nine years old. And the first thing on that list is how to be a spy. Oh my god! And I was like wanting her to be my little spy accomplice because my brother and I were very into spying. So we're like, we're spies. She's got a spy. It'll be great to have a baby on board. Oh my baby on board. Baby Aww. on board. Another great movie. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. So this movie is very close to your heart. It is very close to my heart. I think maybe just this and Spy Kids, it's like the same. And I even had like spy equipment from like the toy store that was like a little radio that I would put in the living room to like spy on my dad who would just like be typing silently. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, got him. It's like, he bought this for me. There was nothing juicy going on. But I remember, like, trying to, like, convince myself that my mom was a spy once because she told me, she was like, Hope, when we leave, I need you to go upstairs and close the bathroom door. And I was like, what? That's so weird. Why does she need the bathroom door closed? Like, it's probably something to do with spies. Like, you gotta have the door closed so no one can blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I filled in the blanks, like, this crazy amount. And I was like, I'm going to investigate. And then it was like, because my dog would eat the toilet paper. (laughs) You were such a curious But I was, but my mom had a lot of leather jackets and like, she went on a lot of like dates and I was like, that could be anything. Oh, the leather jacket thing. Yeah. 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 And going on dates. I'm like, are those those dates or are they missions? Yeah. That feels very, uh, uh. Spy Kids. Spy Kids parents. Yes, very Spy Kids parents. I was like, yeah, my mom, probably a spy. Well, I'm curious then, before you watched the movie to record this episode, when was the last time you had seen Agent Cody Banks? Um, see that I don't know. I don't know the It wasn't recent, though. It wasn't that recent, no. And I did watch this movie, 
um, I was with my mom and my aunt and my little cousin, she's turning 10 and we celebrated her birthday, by the way, a month and a half early, um, just because we're not going to be with her on her birthday. And my mom wanted to do this whole thing. And my cousin was like, why? <laughs> I mean, she liked it cause she got presents and a cake, but she was like, this is not my birthday. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. But I was like, can we watch Asian Cody Banks? Because I need to do my homework for history duffs, and I feel like you'd like this movie. And then the whole time that we were watching it, she kept being like, I can't watch this. Why? It was like when he would get nervous to talk to girls. Like, she just didn't want to watch it. She was getting, like, a lot of secondhand embarrassment. Sure. And then she was like, she would say, I can't watch this, as she continued to watch. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. She is the same age that you were when you made that list for Fiona. Aww. Your yeah, sister. It's okay. Her name is Fiona. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's a secret. Yeah, I mean, maybe it would be, but she's 18. It's fine. Oh, I keep forgetting she's 18. Uh, I yeah. think we're talking about, like, an elementary That's school student. That's because she used to be and is forever in my mind that way, and I still kind of talk about her as if she can't ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I actually something uh, came over to came over me in the pandemic that I was like, let me turn on Agent Cody Banks. I actually like wanted to watch it, uh-huh. and I watched like thirty minutes of it, and I was like scandalized. I couldn't keep going. I was like, this is so much more crass than I remember. Yeah, that was um, the era. Yeah, honestly though. Um, okay, enough about us. Oh, wait, actually, I do oh. have one more thing. <laughs> back to us, back to okay, us Okay, really my quick. other relationship with this movie is, I guess, that I'm just a huge, like, Frankie Muniz yeah. head. I'm a huge Frankie Muniz head. And when I was 15, I went to this summer camp, and it was, like, my best friend from elementary school invited me, and then her god sister invited her cousin. Okay. So it was, like, we all went to camp, and we kind of met there. And I, and I met this girl named Mary from Louisiana, and she told the camp counselors, because everyone was asking her about Louisiana, including, like, some Australian counselors and um, English counselors and, like, Welsh counselors, you know, like, from all over the place. And I don't remember who she told this to, but she said, yep, like, I live in Louisiana, and I've got two pet alligators, one named Frankie and one named Munez. And I was like, that girl is going to be my best friend. And we have been friends ever since. But she is your best friend. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, she was lying about the alligators. I right. was just like, that's the hilarious joke. Like, yeah. And we've been friends ever since. That is comedy. That yeah. is good writing. It is. It I is. Especially that. because, you know, they were like, really? That's incredible. And she's like, no. Louisiana is like, it's a crazy place, but it's not... Yeah. That crazy. Now yeah. that I'm saying this, I'm like, her neighbors did have a pet raccoon. Oh, gosh. <laughs> named Riley. And when Riley passed, there was a PowerPoint, like, of photos. That he had made. <laughs> he said, play this at no, my funeral. Like, in an in-memoriam PowerPoint, like, a slideshow of photos of Riley the raccoon. It was crazy. Obviously. Welcome back to the Riley the Raccoon podcast. Um, This episode Shout is sponsored out. by Riley. <laughs> And Riley, PowerPoint. If you're listening, um, we miss you, but big guy. Uh, rest in peace. No, we can talk about the movie more, I guess. Yeah, no, let's talk about Hillary. Yeah, let's that talk makes about... sense. What was she up to when this movie came out? Well, she starred in it. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> she did star in it. So I think we mentioned this last episode, but it was when she, the day after she wrapped filming Liz McGuire, yes. she got on a plane to Canada to film 
Agent Cody Banks. Which is so badass. Especially, and it's interesting, too, though, because um, Cadet Kelly is also filmed in Canada. Yeah. And I didn't mention this last time, but they literally gave her, they made her, like, an honorary student of the, like, military academy that she did in Cadet Kelly. That was a real military academy? Yeah, so I'm like, wait, is she, like, a Canadian soldier? Mm, I don't think so. Do you think, I don't know, I think that Hillary's a traitor to this country. She's actually a spy. She's the spy. She's been the spy this whole time. I mean, her dad is, like, a semi-evil scientist. It just makes sense. Um, but no, Hillary stayed working at this time because it was also in 2003 that Metamorphosis came out. I mean, her debut album. Her debut album and an album that honestly changed Everything. lives. Um, Everything. It changed music. It changed, like, definitely my shopping experience at Limited 2. Mm-hmm. She did, in 2002, she had um, an LP come out. <sighs> Or like an EP. What's uh-huh. the difference? I I don't. You're looking at me. I don't know. I don't know either. She had a small little Christmas album come out. Yes, yes. That with... really went under the radar. But 2003 was her big debut with Metamorphosis on the music scene. And I was actually just listening to an interview that she did um, with uh, what's her name? Not um, Whitney Cummings. With Whitney Cummings, where. Whitney was like, did you want to do, did you want to do music or did they push that on you? And she was like, "Uh, no, that was all my idea. Really? She goes, I wanted to be Britney Spears. I love Britney. I've always loved Britney and I always will. And this is before, you know, Britney had been freed. So it was just like, and she was like sticking up for her idol and being like, no, she's a huge inspiration to me. And she's the reason I got into music, which I thought was super interesting. To be fair, it was also before the conservatorship. No, of course, of course. But also she was freed. But you know how people weren't always as nice about her conservatorship a couple of years ago, this, this interview that I was listening to, I felt like she was sticking up for Britney more than the average person was at that point. I didn't realize this was a couple years ago. I thought you meant when she was putting out her music, it was before she was freed, but you meant she was doing the interview. That is really, that is really great. And Hillary, um, when all the drama was going down, which of course we're going to get into with Hillary and Lindsay and Paris and Nicole and Haley is in there, like a lot of, a lot of controversy. Uh Um, Britney was kind of in the thick of it too because she was friends with all of those girls yeah but they all have said time and time again that Britney was just the nicest thing and she had no drama with anybody and they have sung her praises so well and I feel like they probably have a little I mean there's kind of a kinship there they're both southern girls who have got their start with Disney at a very young age because Britney was in the uh, Mickey Mouse Club Mm mm-hmm very interesting. Well, Hillary was booked and busy this year. She sure was. This year. What, she, else, what else happened this year? Well, she was also busy getting her heart broken. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> it was in 2003 that she and Aaron Carter broke up for, like, officially. The last time. Oh, they, that was the end of the on-again, off-again? Yeah. They, uh, had dated, they started dating when they were 13 years old, which is just crazy. Yeah. Um, and he cheated on her with Lindsay. Yeah. But they were able to make up and then they officially broke up in 2003. Okay. So again, on the podcast, I was listening to her with, <laughs> with her recently. Yeah. Um, Whitney Cummings was like, have you ever been cheated on or some, something like that? And she was like, I think the answer is yes. She goes, I'm not positive. There's not hard proof, but I think it's yes. And Whitney was like, when you know, you know. And she's like, yeah, I just, I, I knew. 
And I think this obviously is probably what she was referring to. Yeah, maybe. I almost want to say that something must have happened when she was older, too, because I feel like... Maybe, oh, maybe she's not 13, counting this. Right. Or that's not what she was referencing, at mm, least. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. There's not a lot of information out there as far as, like... I assumed it was about Joel Madden. I could see that too. But I haven't done enough research into it, so catch we me on the next one. Catch yeah, me on the next one. <laughs> haven't, we haven't gotten there yet. That's still a couple years and away. And I want to know is apparently Haley worked on some songs for Mortem- Metamorphosis. Yeah. Um, Do you know which ones? I know that Haley helped write Sweet 16. Is that mm-hmm. on Metamorphosis? I hope so. Um, if it's not, cut this out. But <laughs> I know that there were a couple of songs because I remember being a kid and like reading the little uh, booklet with all the lyrics. Um, Aww. And it, she was, like, credited on a couple songs, and I thought that was very cool. So you were allowed to listen to this music? I was, yes. I was allowed to listen to Not Hillary just Duff buy the merch. Not just no, buy the I merch. No, I could buy Hillary Duff merch. My mom was very supportive of my love of Hillary Duff, just not Britney Spears. Okay, okay. For some reason. Sweet 16 is on Metamorphosis. Okay, yeah. And then is there a song called, like... Inner voice, or inner something. strength, inner strength. Mm-hmm. I think I think she worked on that one as well. I haven't looked this up since I was probably eight, so I could be wrong. <laughs> you but know what? That's forgivable. Stuff like that really sticks in my head, and I can't get rid of it, no matter how hard I try. I, I it's why I know every single celebrity's baby's name. Yeah, it lives in my head. A hundred percent. You say a celebrity, yeah, I know their ba- their baby's name. What I like about the Metamorphosis cover art is it reminds me so much of the Taylor Swift debut cover art. Yeah, it's got that blue kind of dreamy. Yeah, and background. even the like font is kind of like maybe not um, debut, but it's a little bit. Um, oh geez, what was I gonna say? What's the? Answer? I feel like it's kind of debut. debut. Yeah, yeah, debut, and then like maybe even Fearless Taylor's version. I don't know. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. You heard it here first. Um, Taylor Swift ripped off Hillary Duff. Yeah, Taylor. I used to be a fan, and now I'm just offended. Oh, I also just have to say, in 2003, this was the year of the famous Vanity Fair cover shoot. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Which Let's get into that. I know is important to both of us. It is so important. I mean, all all the key players. Think about all the key players who were it's, in that photo shoot. Imagine, viewers, close your eyes unless you're driving. But open your <laughs> eyes and look at the road. Look at the road ahead and hear my voice. Hear and turn on your blinker. You're probably turning soon. <laughs> Everyone else, close your eyes. Everyone else, close your eyes. The biggest stars of the year 2003, I made a list, Amanda Bynes, Mary-Kate and Ashley, Mandy Moore, Hilary Duff, Alexis Bledel, Evan Rachel Wood, Raven Simone, and Lindsay Lohan. They somehow got all of these icons to grace the cover of Vanity Fair, and they're all wearing like a dusty rose. It's gorgeous. It honestly looks like, like a bachelorette. Like a bride's a bridal party, and Hillary Duff is like s- literally smack dab in the middle. She was the biggest star. Everybody that worked with her at this time knew she was about to blow up, and she had been blowing up. I mean, yeah. she was Lizzie McGuire she already. Was the next biggest star. They're like this girl's a movie star. She's a movie star, and they were correct. Just recently, I saw her talking about this cover. Yes, and she um mentioned that she's still very good friends with Mandy Moore and she loves that the two of them were next to each other. Aww. 
I love that. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's how Mary Kate and Ashley feel. Like they're still close? Yeah. Do you think they're still close? Because they're next <laughs> to each other in this. Yeah, it's so weird that they wound up next to each other. It's um, weird that they did that. Actually, I, I heard, um, so Evan Rachel Wood referenced this photo shoot. Oh, yeah. And she was like, I remember they gave me like an outfit and heels and asked if I liked it. And I told them I didn't like it. And they were like, okay, perfect. You're ready. And she was like, that was the first time that I ever felt like diminished and like I didn't have a voice. And then she said, I will say I've shot with Vanity Fair before and I, and I had a much different experience, but it's interesting for me to now look at this and be like, oh, okay. She was not having um, a positive time. I guess every single girl was really stressed out because it was such a big deal. Yeah. Everybody has basically said it was kind of a nightmare on set, which I can imagine like there's a lot to coordinate there. A lot of moving parts. Yeah, that's a lot of talent to have on set in one day. And then I can't imagine a a fashion photo shoot is is easy, especially when you're like literally like 14 or 15. Like, Mm -hmm. how old is Hillary in this? She's 16. Yeah, 16. Like, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. But it is truly iconic. It is. So we just, we had to mention that. 2003 is also the year that Hillary became a businesswoman. A businesswoman. Yeah. She came out with a brand this year called Stuff by Hilary Duff. She even invented the logo. Like, that's a logo that she designed, which is so cute. Really? Yes. And it was, like, all of her stuff was carried at Target. Mm-hmm. And there was, I will say, there is controversy with her this brand. Um, but that doesn't start till like, 2005, 2006. So I'm not getting into it now. Well, next year, 2004 which will be three episodes from now because mm-hmm. she is working mm-hmm. so much. Um, but in 2004, she changes managers. So that's interesting. It is interesting. And we'll get to that. I guess <laughs> I'll tell t- you, I guess I can back. tell you a little bit of the controversy if tell you wanted us. to know. Sure. Well, so I guess at one point the retailer started suing Hillary Duff's mom um, and her, her company Rafter H uh-huh. and then they countersued and they accused them of making low quality products, um, oh. which is interesting. And what I do think is really cool about her brand because it was mostly a cosmetics brand. Um, but everything that she sold was $4 or less, which I love how accessible that is Yeah, because it's like anyone in her fan base can enjoy four dollars or less it makes me pissed off at my mom because i don't think that she got me any of this stuff i wasn't really into makeup but still four dollars or less the amount of time that i spend at target now i'm like i would kill to find you know stuff by hillary duff on the shelves Mm -hmm. like that would mean everything and i remember just like admiring this aesthetic so much but being in a uniform school so (laughs) nothing you could do about it nothing i could really do about it except for on fridays was free dress so if i had like a cool outfit you best believe I was wearing it on a Friday. Well, you know, what else is a uniform school? Yes, I do. Donovan Donovan Academy. Academy. Yeah. Donovan Academy, which <laughs> is the greatest school in Seattle. And on that note, should we get into a little synopsis I of Agent s- Cody Banks? A little synopsis? Yeah, I think we should. Um, here we go, folks. Listen up. Keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> Buckle up if you haven't, because... Agent Cody Banks follows the adventures of the 15-year-old title character played by Frankie Muniz, who has to finish his chores, avoid getting grounded, and save the world by going undercover for the CIA as a James Bond-type super spy. 
His mission? To win over the daughter of a scientist who is on the verge of giving up powerful nanotechnology to the wrong hands. I think that's the best synopsis reading you've done. Thank you so much. That was really good. Thank you. Well, you know that I'm passionate about today's subject. You are, and it shows. Being a spy. You've really been phoning it in up to this point. (laughs) Phoning it in on a very tiny cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about this movie? Did you like it? Oh, yeah. Um, I... I think it's great. You think it's great? Okay. Yeah. Do you want to hear something that's so amazing oh, about this? Of course. Okay, so the reason that Hilary Duff got cast in this movie is because the producer, I think his name is Brian Sellers. Dylan, I think. Dylan Sellers, his eight-year-old daughter said, oh, you should cast Hilary Duff in this. And then he, like, watched her stuff and goes, my daughter was nailed it. She was absolutely correct. He was like, this is the next star and so we hired Hillary Duff, and she, you know, proved to be, obviously, the next star in the perfect Natalie Connors. Yeah, and everyone was, everyone on set was just obsessed with her. They're like, this girl's such a movie star. She is. And they were right. They were right. I don't know if you said this, but uh, the character of Natalie Connors was also named after his daughter. Oh, I was going to say... Is it named after the Terminator because of the Connors thing? Well, his daughter is named Natalie. Okay, that makes sense. So she suggested it, and then he named the character after her. Oh, that is so cute. That is so cute. I felt like the Dr. Connors was like a reference to the Terminator. It could be. Um, It felt like kind of a nerdy boy joke. Sure. A lot of this movie kind of feels like it was maybe brought to you by the male gaze. Oh, lordy. (laughs) Like when Angie Harmon struts into the dressing room. Also, um, Hillary says that she first heard about Agent Cody Banks, like the movie, Uh when Frankie Muniz guest starred on Lizzie McGuire. Oh, really? He was he had guest starred on Liz McGuire and was like, yeah, I'm going to be doing this movie, this Agent Cody Banks movie. So she had heard about it from him before anybody reached out to her for the role of Natalie. Wow, that's interesting. Because she and Frankie are li- like longtime friends. They're longtime friends, and they dated on and off this year. That's what I heard, too. Yeah, that's what I heard, but <laughs> we're going to save it for the love interest but section. we reached out to their people, and uh, they have yet to comment. Really? They yet to comment? I lied. I lied. <laughs> I didn't reach out to I, their people. I lied. They got back to us immediately, and they told us some juicy shit, <laughs> but we signed NDAs. NDAs. I pinky promised I wouldn't repeat it. You pinky promised? Okay, so I almost died earlier when you talked about Madonna. Oh, yeah. Because she's an executive producer on this movie. I don't believe you. <laughs> Literally, when the credits end... Madonna? And then they do executive producers. She's the first name. Just one name, Madonna? No, it's Madonna and, like, Jason Alexander, who was also originally attached to direct. Um, I did read that. Yeah, Madonna. 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 And I don't think there's more than one, besides my kindergarten teacher, Miss Madonna. It's just one name, Madonna. It's not like Madonna Jones or something. No, it's not Madonna Jones. Don't you think I would tell you? If it's I just Madonna feel, Jones. I just feel like that's something that I would have read about did in my you research. Not, did you not stick around for the credits? I did, and I I didn't see that. Do we, I believe you? I do believe you. Do you believe record. me, or do we need to take a lie detector test? Because I will take a lie detector test. I don't know. I, see, taking a lie detector test, all that would prove is that you truly believe Madonna produced this movie, which. That I 100% <laughs> <laughs> A 
Okay, so you need to take the lie detector test and tell me. This, <laughs> this reminds me of uh, a couple of years ago when the internet discovered that Whitney Houston produced uh, Princess Diaries. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Where have you guys been? Of course she produced Princess Diaries. Like, I just, I was so upset that I, apparently I was the only one who knew that for a long time. Well. And I could have had a viral tweet about it. <laughs> okay, well, I'll try not to go viral, I guess, talking about this. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, doesn't this movie make you want pistachio ice cream? <laughs> Yeah, I could go for some. Can I tell you, when I was watching this movie with my mom, the entire time she just kept going, Angie Harmon? She's a Republican. Oh my gosh, is she? Angie Harmon? She's a Republican. Yep, I know. Did you look this up? Or I happen just... to know for a fact that she's a Republican. I'm still quoting my mom. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry that I cut I didn't look it up, but I do trust my mom as a resource. Um, and if you don't, let's pause the recording for a second and, and chat. No, I... my mom has been nothing. But lovely. It's not that I don't believe her. I'm just wondering where she heard that, in what context, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll get my mom on the phone and get her to do a lie detector test for us if we need. Yeah, do you mind? Yeah, She's that's got fine. a polygraph somewhere. Hey, right? Candy. <laughs> Will you bust out the poly? <laughs> She's like, oh, this again? She would do it. I mean, she would do anything for the pot, I'm sure. Absolutely. She's a big, big supporter. This movie was, like, was very, like, fun and of the era, um, and there were some little kind of Easter egg jokes that I appreciated. And my, my favorite one is the haircut of the henchman matching oh. the logo of the evil corporation. Oh. It is like shaved on his head, like an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, they zoom into his head and then he kind of steps over and the logo is mimicked on the like evil, you know, laboratory wall. You didn't catch this? Well, I Maybe I'm misunderstanding you. Are you saying that the logo, they styled the logo after his hair and not the other way around? No, I don't know which came first. <laughs> I don't know. I imagine he put... I, no, I think he did his hair yeah. to match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just love that detail. <laughs> yes, I got Like, you. someone wrote that into a script, and I'm obsessed with that. I thought you were saying that they styled it after his hair choice. <laughs> But that I would agree. be that would also be fun, I guess. It would, but I agree. I think that they uh, that he put it in his hair after the fact. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, there is also uh, something else that's wonderful about this movie is 2003 was like the height of DVDs mm-hmm. and behind the scenes footage on DVDs, Ooh. and there is so much behind-the-scenes footage out there. Really? Did you watch a lot? All of it. Okay, give us the rundown. I so much. So, first of all, I have to give um, a shout-out to a YouTube channel called Cody Banks Archive. Wow. We owe it all to them. They just uploaded all of the -the behind-the-scenes clips uh, to their YouTube channel three months ago. Wow. So it really feels like it was for us. That does feel personal. I wonder if they're single. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey, Archive. It sounds like they're married. Cody Aww. Banks Archive. To the game. Hyphenated. Oh, right? Cody Banks. Cody Banks Archive. Mrs. Nice Cody Banks Archive. Exactly. Um, but no, there is so much out there. And uh, it goes everything from like the director's diary, mm-hmm. where it's like all just following the director and he's talking about his process and stuff like that, to like Andrew Harmon's uh 
uh, Angie Harmon's wardrobe. Yes. Um, they do a whole With thing about what that. a wardrobe. There's clips of the table read when the cast is like Aww. meeting each other for the first time. There is so much behind the scenes. Not Hillary and there. Frankie. They already were longtime friends. They are. You're right. You're right. As we know. Um, there was... There's this one guy, and I purposely didn't write his name down because I didn't want to uh, shout him out, but he's one of the producers of the movie, mm -hmm. and he says in his behind-the-scenes footage, he's talking about what a great movie it is. Mm -hmm. And I just have to say, I was the kid growing up that always watched the behind-the-scenes the behind the scene, the behind the footage yeah, of, of DVDs. If like, it was available... I was obsessed. I remember vividly watching Catch That Kid with... <gasps> I was about to mention Catch That Kid. With the commentary. Yes. And they let the three kids do the commentary. Oh, my God. And it was, like, a big moment for me of being, like, I want to work in movies and I want to make movies, like, after listening to that. But... Was... I can't... I literally... Like, Me Too, Paige. Really? Like, I also watched the Catch That Kid commentary. It was just so that cool. Was they let the kids do it. That was another movie that was so important it. to me. Yeah. yeah. I, and I wanted to be an actress so badly. I was literally like, Mom, I've got to do this. Like, I've got to be in Catch That Kid. Like, yeah. I wanted to be in a spy movie so badly. I mean, I still do. Um, but one of the producers in this behind-the-scenes footage said... Um, every boy wants to grow up to be a secret agent. Every girl wants to grow up to be in a secret agent adventure. Truly broke my heart because <laughs> I know that I watched that when I was like eight and didn't think anything of it and was like, yeah, it's true. I do want to be in an adventure. Not that little girls could want to be the secret agent too. Yeah. Yeah. They want to be the damsel in distress that gets rescued by the but secret agent. But what I'll agent. say about Hillary in this movie is that I think that she was a better... I, I don't think that she was as damsel and distressy as... She, she literally killed a man. I, okay, yes. Move on from it. I, I, no, thank I'm not you. Saying, I'm not saying anything about the movie. I'm just saying how disappointed I was to hear that from one of the producers of it. I was disappointed by that, too. Yeah. And I found that to be um, super sexist. Because yeah. also there's famous female spies. Like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Um... Carmen from Spy Kids. No, yeah, f absolutely. And I feel like a spy is not necessarily like a gendered It absolutely thing. Like, isn't. That's the whole point, is that exactly. it could be anyone. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought, too. So it's like... It and this movie's sad. playing on the fact that it's a kid instead of an adult man. But it's like, wow, what if it was a girl instead right. of an adult man who happens to drinks, you know, with... What's the word? A martini? Shaken, not stirred? What does he drink? Yeah, martini. Martini. Okay, mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah, no, that is disappointing. Um, something else I learned from the behind-the-scenes footage mm -hmm. was that, you know, in the beginning of the movie when he's saving the kid in the car and he's on his little skateboard? Yeah. And he goes through the cement tunnel and he does that uh -huh. move where he goes around, like, upside down in the tunnel? Yes. Apparently, there's only three people in the world who can do that move. So they had to build, like, a track for the stunt guy to be able to do that. But literally, three people that can do that. And Frankie Muniz is one of them? Yeah, that is no, incredible. No, Cody Banks is one of them. Co oh, Cody Banks Cody is Banks one of them. Cody Banks could do it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, another fun fact from the behind the scenes. Uh, at the very end of the movie, we're jumping ahead. I'm okay. so sorry. Very end of the movie, it ends with, like, a beautiful sunset shot and the two of them in a car and they kiss you know, mm -hmm. um, but Angie Harmon calls him on his, sorry, Ronica Miles. It's such a good name. 
Ronica. We need to call her by her character's name, Ronica Miles. I remember seeing that her name spelled out was Ronica because mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie, I was like, "It's Veronica." Pronounce like pronunciate, pronunciate, <laughs> enunciate, and pronounce. No, <laughs> I'm like, God, what a mumbler! He's supposed to be an actor. <laughs> and then I paused the movie, and of course, it's like Ronica Miles. <laughs> Ronica, Ronica Miles, so good. Um, but she, she's, like, calling him on the phone, and he's like, not nah, now, I'm kissing my girl. Yeah. Um, a, the very first time they shot that, the director told him to throw his phone into the water. Uh-huh. And I thought it was a green screen. It doesn't look real, but it is real. And he threw his phone into the water, and the prop guy was like, no, that's the only one we have. So the director ran in to, like, retrieve the phone so they could do another take. And then he ended up having to direct the rest of the movie in, like, a towel. <laughs> I love that the director is the one who went in because yeah. he's like taking. He's like, yeah, that was my bad. I think yeah. I'm not gonna make a PA was... get it. I'll get it myself. There was also a scene uh, when the henchmen, the bad guys, show up to Natalie Connor's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, that they showed to test audiences, and test audiences hated so much that they had to take it out. Was it scary? No. So he walks into this party, he goes up the stairs, and there's a bunch of ducks at the top of the stairs. Okay, I was wondering about the ducks. So originally, it was scripted that he goes to the top of the stairs and he kicks a duck. What? <laughs> Why would they have a, a and protagonist they... kick a duck? No, 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 it's an antagonist. Oh, it's the oh, bad guy. It's the bad guy. Oh, okay, I'm like, that's crazy. But they show it in the behind-the-scenes footage, they show the scene. And he, this duck goes flying. And that's, like, one of the number one rules is, like, you don't hurt animals. Yeah. Even if you're the bad guy, it's, like, it gets people, like, they turn to- them off. Yeah. totally turned off. So he just walks up the stairs, <laughs> kicks a freaking duck, and <laughs> test audiences are like, mm, no, we don't like that. You could only do that in a cartoon because that's the only way that you can be convinced that it wasn't hurt in real life. Yeah. And instead, uh, when you watch the movie with the final cut, yeah. they just cut to Ronica- and then cut back. They cut to Ronica really quick, and then cut cut back to the scene. Oh my god, that's so silly. Okay, I I gotta say I didn't like. Speaking of her party, I didn't like that he blew his cover at the party. I didn't like that. I thought that was such a stupid like plot choice. But then later, when another thing that drives me crazy is when he went to go rescue Natalie, and she's like, "I'm not going anywhere with you until you talk to me." And it's like, okay, you're literally kidnapped. Put your jacket on. Let's go. Like, are you kidding me? That's just not safe. What were you going to say about the party? So he, he like, says to her, oh, I was taken off the case because I got too close to the subject emotionally. Oh, sure, and it's yeah. like, um, no, you got taken off the case <laughs> because you blew your cover. That's literally not what happened. The, the biggest problem I had with that scene is that, like, he didn't blow his cover. He got into, like, a fight. Those moves are straight from the CIA textbook. Right. That's what they say. I'm like, that's so stupid. But if you saw a 15-year-old fighting, you'd be like, wow, he must have been doing karate for a long time. Yeah, you my would be first like, thought wouldn't be... Is he a secret agent? <laughs> True. This kid must have been recruited by the CIA. And trained, and then implement, implemented... I guess I'm... I guess I'm just <laughs> really good at talking today. Yeah, I was just so annoyed by him blowing his cover, and then it drives me crazy that he was, like, also a second time his cover gets blown, when I, when I thought it could have been a lot more fun if it hadn't been blown, when he's like, 
jumping over the thing to talk to Natalie and hiding behind her because they have him blow his cover and then continue to do the bit for a long time. And I'm like, have him do the bit for a long time and then blow his cover. Which bit? Where he's, like, trying not to be seen by the cameras in the, like, igloo-type structure. Yeah. And he's hiding behind her. It's just, like, there is no payoff for the audience because we've already seen that he got his cover blown the first time that he jumped in there. Yeah. Well, okay, with the, like, him blowing his cover at the party, I understood. It's, like, the dark night of the soul. He's got to lose everything in order to, like, come back. Um, But I just thought it could have, like, they could have made a better choice as far as his cover being blown. Yeah. It could have been, like, he revealed too much to Natalie, or, you know, somebody else exposes him, somebody else at the party recognizes him and knows who he is, or... Yeah. There were, like, so many Other ways to have done it. Or More even... interesting, instead of just the guests being like, he's really good at fighting, and then the CIA being like, they're not supposed to know you're really good at fighting. It was just a little too contrived, a little too, Yeah, like, like it was just... Yeah, I, I would have even preferred them... For him to have, like, been caught when he was supposed to be caught. Yeah. And then, like, Because at the end of the day, he's a child spy, like... Yeah, like, what if his, like, suit jacket gets, like, seared off by a laser, and then they see the late... Like, they see the jacket, and they realize it's his. Like, there's just other ways to do it that are more gratifying to watch. And then with the scene where he, like, is trying to hide from the security cameras to talk to Natalie... Yes. That was so silly to me, because mm-hmm. he, like jumps over the table and he like crouches down to talk to her and the guys watching the security camera are like immediately oh there's that kid again like it didn't even work yeah I know I'm like why not have it work for a little bit yeah and then they see him and why not like why what about getting closer to her is gonna make her believe you more they just she's trapped in that room it's not like she can run away from him I know it's like Natalie go to him in the hidden part of it yeah but she's I get it she doesn't trust him she like she was hanging out with him and then all of a sudden she's being held captive at this place. So I understand her not trusting him, but like she's still going to listen to you either way. She literally has no choice. She's yeah. got nowhere to go. And I just remember being like, you need to put your jacket on. You need to put your jacket on. You need to put your jacket on. And then of course she runs and grabs her jacket. And I'm like, girl, you are out in the snow and you have someone who might rescue you. Like let's, but I will say I really did appreciate that when she was kidnapped, she fought really hard not to get in the car and she put her legs up at the door of the car, which mm-hmm. is, like, exactly what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I, I just like that Hillary is kind of physical. Yeah. Like, and she even talks about in the podcast, she's, like, yeah, I, like, push myself. Like, and she does, like, a lot of hardcore, like, working out and training now. And I'm, like, I think it's, like, a thing that's been a part of her life forever. I mean, yeah. Kelly, there was training. And then, of course, no Natalie gymnastics. Connors, Natalie Connors is such a good character and could have been even stronger if... Yes like directors and producers were believing in the character to be like wow she's really cool and badass herself I love when after she's been captured and they're like holding the uh, flesh eating Mm -hmm. nanobots to her head and like letting the ice melt so that she basically dies they're trying to kill her Um, and she's like blow the place up like yes (laughs) yes and she's like don't do it dad don't tell him like she was fighting back my favorite line is (laughs) her dad goes Stay cold, Natalie. <laughs> oh my god. To keep the ice from melting. I, and then and then yeah, she literally puts that nanobot in the bad guy's mouth and then dies in the most horrific. He dies. He dies. Oh, yeah, she doesn't sorry. die. He dies in the most horrific, grotesque, it, gruesome. It like, eats him from the inside. And then and he we fizzles see it. out. 
disgusting. Disgusting. And we're like, are we going to rectify with the fact that she literally took a life? She literally murdered. (laughs) And I'm not saying she's in the wrong. Yeah. But she moves on really fast. We all do. We're all just like, all right, kid, let's get out of here. Yeah. And it's like, that man is dead because of something that you did directly. Yeah. You, you chose to put the ice cube in his mouth. Yeah. It wasn't, she walked up to him. It wasn't even like she was trying to get away from him. She like, she's like, hold on. There's something I got to do. You're screaming. I know what to do. I mean, which, who's to say, I mean, I'm not saying she's wrong. I mean, no. he Mm-mm. was threatening her life, but it is like, you did just kill a man and this is a children's movie. It was still, it was definitely self-defense, but also she could have gotten away without, she mm. went back to kill him. <laughs> and yeah, it's a children's movie and we didn't even mention it. And we don't talk about it at all. And at all! Like, I mean, honestly, it's a learning moment for when kids are out there. Sure. And they're killing their first, you know, evil genius. Mm. Or even just evil businessman, because he's not necessarily smart. That's such a good point. Yeah. He's really not that smart. It's just uh, her dad is the smart one, and he developed this technology for really good Yeah, but reasons. he's not that smart, because he couldn't, he couldn't even tell that he was in business with evil, I evil know. corporations. And it was like, it was, they were making it pretty obvious. He was, he just wanted to see the good in them. He wanted to see the best in them. Aw, that's so sweet. But he designed or uh, developed this, like, nanobot technology to help clean up oil spills, which okay. is like, okay, activism. We love that. Activism. Um, but they wanted to use it as a super weapon. Um, which is the opposite of activism. Exactly. We actually call that destruction. <laughs> Yikes. Destruction. Should we talk about the problematic elements of this movie? Like, the controversy? There's so many. I would love to. Okay. I mean, I told you I just watched this less than a year ago and was so scandalized by some of the jokes. Yeah. Well, there's... It happens twice, and I I think it's, like, really interesting that it's, like, it's 2003. They make two different jokes where they ask Cody if he's in special ed. Mm-hmm. And then when the movie came out on VHS, they had a disclaimer at the beginning of the movie that was, like, an apology for the comments about the special ed community. Really? Yes. At, on the, like, movie? Like, on the film? Like, I think, like, before you, like, when you put it into the VHS yeah. player, I think it said, like, we did not mean this in any, like, harmful way. That's but interesting. It's interesting because it's two jokes. It's not one special ed joke. It's two special ed it's jokes. It's also interesting because both of those jokes could be easily cut out of that edit. Yeah. It's just a, it's a throwaway comment where basically Cody has trouble talking to girls on two different occasions. He is like getting flustered and doesn't know what to say. And that's the joke, the the comment that they make. They say, the same comment. Are you in special ed? Yeah. Um, Which isn't funny anyway, but that could be easily cut out or just dubbed. It'd be so easy to bring somebody in and have a different line. Yeah, uh, put in there instead of just saying, "Oh, we're so sorry, but we're still, we're still keeping it in." Well, it's okay. So, do you want to hear the apologetic paragraph that MGM included? Absolutely. Okay, they said regarding the references to special ed in the movie, we in no way meant to be insensitive to kids with special education needs. Okay, um, seems like you did mean to be insensitive, order. Rather, it was meant to show how cruel kids can be to one another. As you have seen, Cody overcomes his speech problems and saves the day. Thank you to those who brought this attention to our detail. We will be mindful in the sequel. That's not even a good apology, though. 
Yeah. Because they're saying, oh, he overcomes his speech problems. Yeah. Because being special ed is inherently and, bad. Exactly. And it's cruel to say it because it's an inherently and bad saying, thing. Yeah, saying that, oh, it's just showing how cruel kids are. That That's the most awful thing they can think of. Yeah. It's when to... it's not a bad thing at all. Like, no. there's nothing shameful about being in specialized classes. No. I don't even get what the joke is there. The joke is, is that it's kids are evil and it's 2003 and... But that's not evil. That's well, like... you know, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I also yeah. agree. Like, no, I, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm it's not terrible. You, yeah. commenting on this terrible apology. No, of course. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, you guys are just trying to cover your ass, but you could have re-edited the movie pretty easily. So easily. I That's so dumb. Yeah. I hate that. So that I don't... That I don't like. And then the other part of this movie that I, I didn't like is that I felt like there was a, like, racist caricature of the driving instructor, Doc... What is it? Dr. Yep? Or what I have his name written down? Yeah, yep, I think. Yep. Yeah. And he was, like, just, like, this... Just really, like, old-school negative stereotype that, like, you know, that Asian people are bad at driving and that they scream a lot. And I was just like... This isn't offering anything interesting. That's interesting because I didn't think I did think it was a racist, uh, a, a racial like it was just a caricature of an Asian yeah. character. Yeah. But um, I didn't think that the that they were saying he was bad at driving. Well, I just know that that is a like racist is, stereotype, and so and I yeah, felt I guess like even just having him in that situation, making him the driving instructor. Yeah, and making it so you. that like he's. And because Natalie even says, like, how is anyone supposed to drive when you're yelling at them? So just being like that he's the driving instructor yeah. and he's not good at his job. Yeah, he's like, a, he's just very strict and it's like he doesn't pass anybody. Um, and he speaks with an accent, a very yeah, thick he speaks with an accent, accent and... which is we we find hilarious in the movie. Yeah, it's just like, it, it's not necessary. It doesn't add anything. Any other character could have been the driving instructor. And it could have been, I think, a lot more effective. Yeah. Um, so that is another problem element. And then of course, like this movie's just like hyper sexualized with the, like the fact that Cody's x-ray glasses can see girls in their underwear and like the locker room scene. Like it's just very, very Ronica, male gaze. Ronica Miles, Ronica Miles walks into the boys locker room and she literally takes a towel off of one of the kids. Yes. And they're all obviously, like, trying to talk her up and staring at her boobs and... Yeah, they're like, oh, he's in trouble? I want to be in trouble. And it's, like, just disgusting and, like, sexualized well, it's, and, it's, like... It's, if yeah, I could do that whistle, I would. It's overly sexual. I was so... The very first, like, one of the first couple of scenes, mm -hmm. Cody is going to school and he, his brother, makes a joke where he's like... Yes, 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 yes. He's like, <laughs> I have this in my quote section because it's so oh, insane. Yeah. He says, um, oh, I get more dates than Cody. And Cody says, hanging out in the treehouse isn't. Doesn't count. As a date. And uh, he goes, it does when you're playing doctor. Insane. Like, not funny. Not, I was seriously disturbed. <laughs> yeah. It's incredibly disturbing to think that this kid is naked in a treehouse. We don't even, we don't need to. Okay. Sorry. Describe it. It's like, it's. Just so gross. They're that just... it's it's gross that an adult wrote that joke in to be funny. Yeah, well, it's funny. Like we have so many movies, especially I think back then about 
teenagers dating and it's like oh he's he's a dork and she's hot and it's the he's gonna get a win a kiss from this hot girl by tricking her and he needs a whole team of experts to like help him you know warm himself up to her or whatever like it's it's kind of a gross concept and definitely something that I didn't start to unpack until I was like in college and we're learning about like, you know, just the male gaze and like the way that we can like sexualize characters. And this is definitely an example of like probably one of the first times I witnessed that and at least in a children's movie. Yeah. I feel like it's in a lot of children's movies, but they're more subtle about it or not as like, not as in your face about it. Yeah. This one is so like overtly sexual. There's a scene where the plot line is like oh, he can't talk to girls. But there's a cute and fun way to do that when you're a True. fourteen year old boy trying to talk to girls True. that isn't so sex driven. Yeah. There's a scene where all the agents at the CIA they're panicking because they're like this guy can't even talk to a girl like mm-hmm. you know all this training and mm-hmm. nobody taught him how to talk to a woman. And they create, like, a virtual, like, a hologram, basically, of, like, a really, really sexy woman who is meant to be, like, a training thing for Cody. And she's, Mm -hmm. like, coming on to him and being very, like, sexually uh, aggressive towards this Mm 14-year-old. And all the men in the CIA are, like, watching it happen. It's just so icky. I, I, I don't know who wrote that and who... They had to direct that whole scene and... Uh, man, nobody was like, this is kind of weird, right? And kind of gross. <laughs> no, like, not a at kid's all. movie. No, and yeah, it was gross. And I remember watching that and being like, I can't believe this is happening. And they're like, wow, you can't even talk to like a fake woman. And it's like, that isn't a fake woman. I mean, obviously she's a hologram, but it's like, we know that she's not a fake woman. And like, women aren't just sexual objects for you to conquer and... I just, it's interesting to think about watching this movie as a young girl. Yeah, absolutely, and 100%. And like, I need to be sexy. That's mm-hmm. the only way to be a spy. It's like, if you're going to be a spy, you got to wear heels. Like, that's... And it says so much that the producer would make a comment about girls want to be in a spy adventure. Yeah. Because that's what they think of when they think of girls in a spy adventure. Which is just not, not what I wanted. No. A hundred percent. And I don't, I don't, I think most women don't think of themselves as the arm candy, as the trophy, as the damsel in distress. I think we all imagine ourselves in that leading role. And the good thing about kids is that when you watch a movie like that, it's like, oh, I could be Cody Banks. You're not thinking, oh, that's for boys and this is for girls. It's like, oh, we're all kids. He's a kid like me. Yes, exactly. It is not, it's not a gendered thing. It's a a kids versus adults thing. Yeah. So it's really disappointing that for some reason, this is really, I don't know. I told you I watched it in the pandemic, like tried to watch it. I had to turn it off. Like I, it wasn't having a good time. Yeah. It was not what I remembered at all. Well, I, I totally understand that. I was I was also disappointed with being like, oh, the sexualization. And also it's like, because that isn't really an element in Catch That Kid or Spy Kids. So it's kind of interesting to watch it in this and it's like... Catch That Kid is a really good example because part of it is a a, a plot point mm -hmm. is that both of these guys are kind of in love with her and she sort of manipulates them in order to like help her achieve this mission. Nothing about it is sex. Nothing about it is... It's not even particularly romantic like they are it's very platonic 
these boys just have a really sweet, innocent crush on her, and then they're like, wow, you played us. Yeah, they don't have x-ray glasses that see her naked. Yeah. And that they get in trouble for wearing, and they put on child protection. Like, yeah. Just nasty. Nasty. And then it's like, to be, and then to be turning and growing into a 16-year-old girl and to think, oh, this is what all the guys are thinking of me and I'm being sexualized by my own peers. Like, it's just a negative, you should, that's not how you should be, like, thinking about yourself when you're developing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that was just, obviously that's disappointing. disappointing. Should we get into quotes? Should we do our favorite quotes? Yeah, for sure. I have a lot. You already said my favorite one. Sorry. Which is the, no, no, that's okay. It's at the very top of the movie, and it's amazing. Another really great one is, it's not Secret Agent Little League anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I also like, and okay, can you guess who says this? Ooh. Um, Cody Banks, we got something in common. My dad owns Banks. <laughs> Wait, who says that? A mean boy at the school. Is it the Max Keeble bully? Yeah, I don't know, but it's a kid who like oh. honestly looks inbred. I'm like, are you actually supposed to be the heir I... of a bank fortune? I don't think so. <laughs> I think we're talking about the same kid. The bully from this yeah. movie is Troy McGinty from Max Keeble's Big Move. Wait, his last name is McGinty? Troy McGinty. That's hilarious, because my real-life eighth-grade bully was <gasps> Emily McGinty, and I'll Have say you... her name. She knows what she did. Have you seen Max Keeble's Big Move? Of course I have, yeah, which was... has Lizzie's dad in it. Yeah, remember the kid who's a... You're right. Remember the kid it who's It all afraid... comes back to Lizzie. He's afraid of McGoogles because of what happened at Max's birthday party when his dad dressed up as McGoogles, the big yes. frog. yeah. Or whatever, Pollywog, I don't know what he's supposed to be. But uh, <laughs> that that kid is uh, Troy McGinty, and Max, like... Uh, wow. Dresses up as... I guess all McGintys are bad. <laughs> It is kind of just an evil-sounding name. It is. I mean, it kind of sounds like someone who would ask you to plan their birthday party and then not invite you to it. Emily! Emily! You know what you did. That is savage. Savage. I was a new kid that year, too. Wait, so what did you have to do to plan it? How old were you? When we were in eighth grade, she was like, what kind of birthday party should I do? And I was like, you know, you could do, like, laser tag, you could do, like, tie-dye. Like, we talked about our birthday party, we, like planned it and then it was like the day of the party I was like holy shit I'm not invited to this party so I brought her a present oh Oh, yeah that's very Christine from Selling Sunset of you so I brought her a present the day of the party hoping that she would be like oh I'm sorry I didn't invite you like you should come to my house later blah 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 and she's like hope I'm really sorry I didn't invite you to my party and then didn't invite me and it's like order an extra slice of pizza bitch We're friends. Oh, my god! But, yeah, she totally... So, I was a new kid in eighth grade. I made this one friend, Emily McGinty. I think that the guy that she... Because I know... Well, they started dating in high school, but we had a little, like, flirtationship in eighth grade. And I feel like that... I didn't know that was who she liked. Like, I don't know. I feel like maybe it was that. I think that maybe I had a thing with the guy that she liked, but she didn't tell me about it. Sure. And also, she liked this other guy, so I don't know what her problem was. You can't have... You, you, you don't even know? Yeah. There's... Sorry. Here's the thing. is my, like everyone in my eighth in eighth grade was in love with the same guy, and then he was dating God, and so he wouldn't date any girl and would just talk to us all. But he was dating God. And his, was he, or was he just wanting to talk to all the girls? He was dating God, and then all of a sudden, he was dating Katie Schwartz. And it was like, wait... <laughs> 
Katie Schwartz isn't God. <laughs> I love this. Full names for everybody. Uh, yeah, you know what? You know what you did. And we all know that I hold a grudge. And I didn't go to ninth. I literally moved states. So it's like, I don't think they've really kept up with me. But if if they have, now you know why I left. Just kidding. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about Hope, it's that she always remembers the people who betray her. <laughs> What, am I going to forget the people who betray me? No, but you'll be like, this is their first and last name, and she had six horses, and her grandparents (laughs) lived in Michigan. (laughs) Well, I won't give the last names now, but Joy, who read my diary, you know what you did. I remember, and I know. (laughs) I'm also the editor of this podcast, so... No, call her out. No, you know what? I'm going to put this on loop. (laughs) She's not going to listen. Oh... She'll listen. I'm going to send it to her house. <laughs> You're going to show up in an, on her the day of her birthday party. <laughs> in an unmarked VHS tape. She's like, I don't have a player and I haven't for years. It is so hard to find a VHS player these days. We're so off topic now, but one of my favorite quotes... <laughs> It's not so much the quote itself, but um, when Cody shows up to Natalie's birthday party and he he's got Ronica in his ear telling him what to do and he's talking back to her. Oh my god! He goes, he goes. Natalie's like, "What's what's going on? What, yeah. Who are you talking to?" He goes, "Stupid voice in my head." <laughs> and she's like, "No, yeah, of course." Yeah, he doesn't play that off at all, and she never questions it. I'm like, "Wait, why do you have a crush on him, Natalie?" It's... His excuse is that he has voices in his head that he's talking to and fighting with. Yeah. <laughs> Truly fighting with. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can you guess who said this quote? Okay, this spy stuff, <laughs> it's not as hard as it looks. Cody. Is that no. your final answer? <laughs> no, that doesn't feel right. Who else knows he's a spy? Natalie? Just... All right, Natalie, final answer. Okay, the answer is actually my nine-year-old cousin who is watching <laughs> this movie. <laughs> Wait, when, at what point did they say this? <laughs> Pretty early on, because she only got to watch the first 30 minutes before she had to go to bed. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I hope I didn't blow her cover, but I think that she must be a spy. She maybe is. This spy stuff, <laughs> it's not as hard as it looks. <laughs> I think, that, I mean, this was pretty much after the the car scene with the baby, where he's, like, saving the baby from the car. Yeah, and almost gets killed by a train. And almost gets killed, and then I think his parents um, are maybe coming home, and he's, like, getting his lawn mowed. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. So what does she know that we don't? Honestly, though, don't send her to any summer camps. I, pff, I won't. Fourth grade, <laughs> apparently, is enough for you to learn how to be a spy. Oh, this is, um, maybe should have said this earlier, but all I could think of as I was watching this movie is that Hillary, years later, not when, you know, way, a lot, <gasps> lot, lot of time has passed. Oh my God, I know what you're going to say. Named her daughter Banks. Probably after this movie. Must have been, right? <laughs> wow. And to think, to think that her first, like her firstborn isn't named McGuire. Right? Because if we got Cody Banks... Why do we not just start with McGuire? Wow, that is fascinating. We, Hillary. It really. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. First of all, you're our dream guest. We want to be on. Oh. We want to be in your contact list. Um, and we, we will be. We want to be on, uh, just, we want to be on your Listen, mind. Hillary. And we want you on our podcast. This, you, you need to hear this. You need to hear this from us. Hillary, 
I know how important the Lizzie McGuire reboot was to you, but it means even more to us. And we are going to fight. We've got your back. We support you 100%, whatever you need. Whatever you need. And guess what? We're really, I'm a really talented PA, okay? I love how she said we and then took it back. Well, because I realized realized you might have a higher ranking than me. You're like in the film world more than I am. So I didn't want to sell you short. Oh, Paige really could nice. be could be your first AD. I'll be your little oh, PA. Oh, I could not do okay. that. Paige but... couldn't. Paige is going to be your hairstylist. Uh, sure, sure. I, you do the hairstyle. I'll do the hair. Um, I'll make you drinks. Does she drink? She does drink. <laughs> and honestly, I she's much better at hair and makeup than I am. Shoot. Hillary, okay. you're going to do my hair. <laughs> but anyway, all this is to say, we pro- I promise. I swear. I promise. Oath. That Hillary... Uh, Duff and Terry Minsky uh, backed Lindsay. Lindsay. Wow. Lizzie. <laughs> I'm editing that out immediately. I hurt myself as I said that. Like it, it pained me. Lizzie McGuire reboot. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're manifesting it. No, we are boots on the ground. <laughs> we are. Send me the pilot. I'm going to, I'm going to get it made. We're going to protest until it gets made. Like, should we go on a hunger strike? Yeah, probably. We only eat products that are so by funny. stuff by Hillary Duff. We only eat like old makeup palettes until yeah, we they eat. yeah until they produce the I love that the show of our dreams. Okay, wow, it's getting really hot in this recording studio, in and our, I think that's why in our pod loft. I think that's why these these ideas are starting to get really sexy. My brain is cooking. My brain is cooking. I can't wait for this though. Do you have any? Any other things you want to say about the movie? Oh my gosh. Um, I, I just, glancing at my notes, saw Natalie killed a guy and everyone was way too cool about it. <laughs> I think I really needed I, to get that out. Let's add that in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something I hated about it was uh, when Max... Max? Who is Max? Max Keebler. <laughs> I think I just saw that name in my notes as well. Um, when Cody shows up to Donovan for the first time, they're like... This is how you're going to talk to her. We got you this Seahawks hat. Oh. And they go, that's her favorite football team. Literally lives in Seattle. The whole movie is set in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like going to Austin and wearing a UT sweatshirt. No one's going to be like, oh my gosh, you like the Longhorns too? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we all live in Seattle, bitch. Well, that's all. I... This I really wish that I'd given you this present earlier, um, <laughs> but this is actually the hat from the movie. So oh my gosh, it's the real hat. Don't I feel stupid? <laughs> no, I love. For the record, I love the hat. Um, I just thought it would have been better if it was like something more niche. Yeah, that could actually bond them. Right. That's all. Right. Well, speaking of bonding, I mean, let's talk about the love interest in this movie. Who was it? Um, I believe his name was Cody Banks. <laughs> Oh, Cody. Cody. I really, they're just, got a special place in my heart for Frankie, you know what I mean? I mean, I do too. Gosh, we didn't even talk about any of his podcasts, anyway. Oh my gosh, well, that might be in our bonus TikTok content. Yeah, Content. Guys, by the way, follow us on TikTok and on Instagram, please. We're at History Duffs on and both of those. And there's a there's great bonus content on there, things that we don't cover in the episodes. Yeah, some deep dives, if you will. And um, also just some of me and Paige just talking about our girl, Hill. Yeah. And you can see what we look like. Ooh. Allegedly. And guess what? We're a lot prettier than you'd think. <laughs> if, if you can believe it. If you can believe it. And you're like, I know, but I already thought you were so pretty. Yeah. yeah. Even more. 
more of that. uh, Okay, what you're thinking, and then some. (laughs) And then double it. And then double it. And you know what? Add a little bit of pistachio ice cream on top. (laughs) Maybe some turquoise jewelry. (laughs) I sound like uh, Theranos. Oh, yeah. Theranos? Full name. Okay, I'll say it. Theranos is making some exciting strides forward. <laughs> when is Hillary going to play Elizabeth Holmes? Anyway, Cody. I I think Cody's a great love interest so far. I think he's been our best one. I agree. And I don't remember the numbers we gave to all the others. We'll have to look at our chart. But um, I think... I, what does he have against, like working against him? Well, working against him that he lied by being a spy... Sure, but... In the first place. That was his job. I know, but I'm just saying that is the thing working against him, is that originally yeah. he she was his mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I, honestly... That is a good That is a good point. It's not the worst thing that could happen. I think that because had he gone to that school, obviously Hillary would have been his crush no matter what. Yeah. And it's oh, not 100%. like any of the information that he knew about her actually helped him get her. In fact made it so much worse. Like, when he said that he liked horses, like, that worked against him. Mm-hmm. And then him saying, like, the gymnastics thing when she didn't know it, he, he was like, I didn't know you did gymnastics! It's like, yeah, that obviously never would have happened had he had not been briefed on her. But as far as a love interest goes, you're right, we do need to take into consideration that he that was, that was his original goal. Yeah. Is that he wasn't, you know... Being truthful. Being truthful. But also in his favor is that this is the first of her co-stars who's playing her love interest that she's actually dating. Because they were kind of on again, off again at this time. And of course they were young. And I think the on again, off again is very much like their schedules. And I'm sure they were just kind of like holding hands and having a crush on each other when this debuted. But Frankie Muniz even posted a picture of him driving a motorcycle with Natalie Connors on the back. Okay, Hillary on the back. And he was like, I I drove this on my first date, probably to pick up Hillary Duff. Recently he posted Yes. Yeah. And also, Frankie, I have to say, you're a dream guest. We'd love to have you in the podcast. Uh, Frankie, Frankie, listen. But what is up with your Twitter <laughs> picture? His Twitter picture is, is like a sexy cartoon of him that does not look like him. It literally okay. looks like something. I'm into it. It looks like an art, like art that would be on like the, you know, when you would go to Marshalls and like buy a notebook and there would be like a Parisian woman like yes. sipping coffee. Yeah. This is the guy who's on the motorcycle driving by or the Got Vespa, mm-hmm. the Vespa. It's... That, no, save that. Save that for next episode. No Vespa talk. Oh, shoot. No okay. Vespa talk until motorcycle. the motorcycle movie. Ah, 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 ah. I don't even want to hear that name. You're right. I don't even want to hear that. Unless we're talking about Maguire, Hillary's firstborn son. (laughs) Okay, but we're not talking about Frankie. We're We're talking talking about (laughs) Cody. So I'm going to give him an eight and a half. Okay. I'm going to give him a nine. I love that. I'm going to give him a nine. Um, The reason I didn't give him a ten is because rewatching this movie, I realized how much he looks like my brother at this age. And so oh. I couldn't really think about him romantically. Sure. Also, it's so funny, the helmet that he wears when he's, you know, saving that kid. I have that helmet. I, like, have this helmet. Oh, it shoot. It is covered in stickers. We have to start over. You well, didn't mention the helmet earlier. 
Oh, sorry, guys. We're going to start over. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You just made me I, so nervous. I know. I know. I'm sorry. As the technician of this podcast, it's not appropriate or funny <laughs> right. to play pranks on me, okay? This isn't Ashton Kutcher's Punked. This is History Duffs, and this is a very serious historical podcast You're where right. jokes aren't to be made. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Okay, I forgive you because, like Jesus, I'm... <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, what's his name's boyfriend? <laughs> I don't think you said his name. The hottie from eighth grade. The hottie from eighth grade. Oh, I can't get into that anymore. Exactly. Emily, if you're listening, I'm still mad at you. Um, okay, we gotta tag ourselves in this movie somewhere. Okay, yeah. Um, do you wanna go first? Because I know you who can, I am. You can go first. Well, okay, I'm the nanobots. Mm, that's mm. an easy... That's a cop-out. I was gonna say, because I destroy everything in my path. Oh, wow. Okay, fine. I mean, I'm Hillary. Like... Sure. Or, Co- or, or who are you? Are you Cody? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not Cody. No, I'm no Cody. I'm maybe, not good maybe... enough at skateboarding. Cody's mom? Cody's mom has got going on... Yeah. Kind of a MILF? She... You know, and that mom is the same mom from one of my favorite TV shows that was very short-lived, but it's called Dead Like Me... It's got Mandy Patinkin in it and Cody's mom, and it is very good. It's a very good show, and oh she plays God. a mom in that show. And she's yeah. been in a lot of other like bit roles. Like I'm sure you've seen her probably on like SVU or like Modern Family or just she's something. Working. She's busy. She's booked and busy. But now I'm like, this is how I was introduced to you. I love that. I was introduced to you from Cody's mom. Well, then yeah, that's what I want to be, Cody's mom. She just seems really content. It's it's more like I want to be her. Hmm. Okay, so even though I wanted to be nanobots, I didn't get to... No, I like that you're the nanobots. Yeah. Because you know what? You do destroy everything in your path. Like Emily McGinty. Stay cold, Emily. (laughs) Stay cold? I I had to pause the movie. I was laughing. Stay cold. Stay cold? Hey, listeners, if you're out there, stay cold tonight. By the way... Right before we get into our deleted scene, I just have to mention this. We're looking for some sort of sign-off, some sort of message mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Stay cold is one idea, but <laughs> there can be there can be a lot of ideas. So we're going to be trying out some new things, maybe. Yeah, um, and if you could leave us a comment on the TikTok or Instagram, we would be obsessed with you. If you told us to say this as our... If any single person responds to this with blank should be your sign-off guaranteed we will do it at least for one episode oh wow at least for one episode unless it's offensive obviously i mean we're gonna get thousands of replies i know so there's only 24 episodes episodes of this show well with all the bonus content (laughs) you're right right. i mean metamorphosis we got to do a song by song so maybe not maybe we don't promise we will do it but we will i promise we'll consider it okay is that good yes and maybe (laughs) and maybe if you follow us on patreon which we don't have yet um that's when we'll do it it for sure but i'm saying if you suggest it now and if it's stay cold, it's stay cold. Sure. I mean, <laughs> stay cold, deaf heads. <laughs> stay cold, deaf heads, and listen up because our deleted scene is coming up next. Hey, I'm Harrison Hood. I'm going to be playing the prosecution and the judge. Hi, I'm Brittany Jeeves, and I'm going to be playing Natalie Connors. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, we're in the people of the state of Washington. It's uh, the people of the state of Washington versus Natalie Connors. This is the courtroom. Interior day. Hello, Miss Connors. Uh, hello? 
Miss Connors. You are on trial for the murder of Mr. Evil Businessman. Do you understand the allegations put forth against you by the state of Washington? Yes, sir. And so, without further ado, how do you plead? Not guilty. Oh, not guilty. Now, Miss Connors, how did you know the aforementioned victim? He's like obsessed with my boyfriend. Also, my dad works for him, I guess. And when you were with the victim, Mr. Evil, at his secret headquarters in the mountains, was that by your own volition? No, no, sir. No? You weren't there of your own volition? Well, then how did you get there? Oh, I was kidnapped. But you're a teen. Okay, fine. I was teen-napped. So you didn't want to be there? No. <laughs> How did you get to the secret lair in the mountains? It seems your boyfriend, Cody, had to steal a motorized snowboard and fly a hover lift just to get into the laboratory. Did you stroll in? What? No. <laughs> like I said, I was kin teen naps actually eating pistachio ice cream with my boyfriend Cody and the next I was attacked by this fugly dude whose haircut matched my dad's co-worker's company's logo so they put me in a helicopter and then locked me in a cage they put you in a helicopter and and then what they locked me in a cage they locked you in a cage how were you able to get out? Well, my boyfriend Cody rescued me, but he totally wasn't my boyfriend at the time. So when we got there, I was like, whoa, what are you doing here? Um, I don't know if I can trust you. But then he did some like really cute spy moves and I remember that I was like kidnapped. So I was like, okay, better go with Cody instead of staying here with these fugly dudes trying to blackmail my dad, you know? So you escaped from the cage, then you were safe. Why didn't you just go home from there? Oh, well, it wasn't that simple. The bad guys saw us and started chasing us and stuff. And then like my dad's main boss strapped me to a chair and put flesh eating nanobots against my forehead. And it was really stressful trying to stay cold. And what would have happened if you hadn't stayed cold, Natalie? The nanobots he was holding against my forehead would have begun to eat my flesh and kill me instantly. So you were aware of the effects of the nanobots when they come into contact with human flesh? Yes. And yet, you put them in the victim's mouth anyway. He was trying to kill but me. All right, but not at that very moment. In fact, he had already triggered the explosives. And by going back to him and putting the nanobots in his mouth, you were actually taking an unnecessary and time-consuming risk. You weren't acting in self-defense, Miss Connors. You weren't acting in self-defense, Miss Connors. You were acting out of vengeance. Oh, so maybe I was. Maybe he had it coming. Maybe they all had it coming. Them all? I, uh, oh, this isn't the first fugly man you've murdered, is it, Miss Connors? Um, well, I... In fact, a girl like you with access 
to some of the most sophisticated technology in the world has probably murdered several of your father's colleagues. Is that right? My father was barely even at my birthday party this year. He never beat up a bunch of uninvited dudes in suits like my boyfriend Cody did. Of course I killed my dad's colleagues. He was giving them all attention. He should have been giving it to me. No further questions, Your Honor. Order in the court! Okay, well, I think we covered all of the important Hillary Duff stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And thank you in advance for subscribing to our TikTok, for following us on Spotify and on Instagram. At History Duffs. We really appreciate all of the times you comment, like, wow, those girls sound pretty. Well, I'm Hope Carew. And I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duffs. Metamorphosis is better than this. The sexy sisters meet.